Congratulations, you're right on time for the Make It Move show with Mufasa and Poppy Knox. They are totally considerate. Baby, you're not here to try to figure me out. You just need to figure out what I need from you. And if I, I'm gonna tell you what I need from you. Very humble. Damn, it feels good to be me. Always respectful. Fuck what you said. <laughs> Thank because you, brother. Sometimes that makes me, that warms my heart. Truly sympathetic. Most guys don't get it. They don't get the game. They don't even want to play the game. And instead of just um, doing the little bit of work to know what you and I know, like on this one topic even, they would rather make an excuse for not knowing the work. Absolute humanitarians. You know what I'm saying? Stay masculine and always make that person understand you are not that important in my life. Exactly. You give off that energy and it was good. Completely unstoppable. It's the name of the game. That's why we're always making moves. We're always getting better than the last day. Always growing. The Making Moves show begins right now. Yo, yo. Hey, what's up, brother? How you doing? Chilling, chilling. I'm glad to hear you. know. It's good to hear your voice. I know it's been a minute since we connected and... I'm happy with all the big moves you've made in the past few weeks. You there, bro? I think we might be having some technical difficulties. Perhaps you got a phone call. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you now. Oh my God. Yeah. Got a good signal? Yeah, I got a good signal. All right. My phone. I you know I had the ear pods in and somebody was calling my phone and I'm running downstairs to get to, yeah. to get to my phone. I feel you, I feel you. Yeah, that's why when we make the updates and we change our setup, it'll be much nicer so we don't have to deal with hiccups with people trying to call us while we're doing the show. But yeah, what I was saying is that I'm just happy with all the big moves that you've made in the past few weeks. I know we've taken a hiatus from recording episodes. It's good to hear your voice and it's good to see you and, and things going well. Yeah, man. Especially we're gonna pick it up after Thanksgiving. I got, Work. you know, since you know one of, one of my jobs is to be a football coach. All these damn jobs I got. Uh, <laughs> nice, nice, nice. It kind of takes away from me creating content, but I don't think it takes away from me. I, I want to say it adds to me. You get what I'm saying? No, absolutely. Because all the reasons we listen to you, all the reasons we follow you on social media is because of your real life experience. So, yeah, absolutely. I think think that's what people fail to realize about me is I'm a working man. I'm I'm not talking to you. This is not my full-time job. I think if it was my full-time job, I'll be so out of touch with reality. So I can't sit up there and chase tabloids, chase topics. I can't chase social media all day 
I'm really just too busy being a fucking man. That's how I look. Exactly. And it's a shame most people don't see it that way. There are a lot of people that do what you and I do with this show, and that's all they do. They're known for being an influencer because they have a show because... I don't want you to call me an influencer. Like, I literally... I'm not an influencer. I'm a life changer. Ooh, I like that too. But fundamentally, the idea is that we have real world experiences. Off outside outside of the show, we still have presence. We still have power. We still have lives. Exactly. Yeah, and there are some people that all they have is what they do on the internet, and that's not us. So I'm glad. I'm glad to hear it. I didn't know coaching football was the next step for you. So I'm glad to hear it. I wonder what that looks like. I'm glad. I, I, I'll tell a little story, man. What's um, up? Coaching football. I've been coaching football, believe it or not, since 2009. So for the last, it's 2022, if I do my math correctly, what is that? 2009 to 2022. Um, 13 years. Um, Right after I got out of college, y'all could do the math. Yes, I'm an old man. <laughs> I'm still in my 30s, though. Um, mm-hmm. I started coaching football. Yeah. And one thing I like and what kept me grounded to the game is football is a lot like life. It's a lot. It's the sport where no, you can't. It's one one thing about football and boxing, no matter what. Um, well, especially in football, um, you can't get away with anything. You get out what you put in. Oh, okay. Yeah, no shortcuts. Yeah, it's a no shortcut sport. Your size, your strength, your speed might get you on the team, but if you cannot catch, you don't know how to run routes, you know, you don't know how to block, you don't have the desire to mm-hmm. be a team player, it's always going to expose you. And um, it's a beautiful thing because it teaches you a lot about being a man. This is the closest thing to manhood I know. That's I think that's why I'm always great. I always end up back on that. Like I even tried, like you know, I told you, you know, I have a CDL. I even tried to run up and down the road all through America driving trucks. And it's it started good. It just hit a snag for me mm-hmm. with the company I was working with. And they didn't treat me right and they put me in a position to to basically where if I wasn't the man I was, I wouldn't have a job. I would have been out of a job for a, a good two months. Okay. And out of a job to me is me not making a certain amount of money a week. So it's like I have no job if I don't make a certain amount of money every week. So yeah, it forced my hand to do my backup plan, which was being a certified uh, educator and a football coach certified so it was easy for me to go ahead and accept the job I set it up to where right when I can make a decision I'm either going to be a teacher and a football coach or truck driver building my truck driving business which I'm still going to do uh, Um, long story short that week that was in question, I found out the information I need to find out and I pivoted. I call it pivot. I adjusted my life to be 
to being back a teacher, which what I was doing for basically 13, 12, 13 years. So those two things, being a teacher and being a coach, tells me a lot about life. And um, when people ask me, why am I qualified to talk on podcasts and create content? I'm like, I'm literally qualified by state university, the state in my fucking professional career to talk about mindset, development, growth, just manhood in general. If anybody's going to talk about it, I'm the motherfucker who should be talking. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I understand it completely. So with that being said, it takes a lot of time in my day and I'm constantly learning new things. One thing I learned, you know what? I'm going to start right there. I'm doing too much. Wait, why are you going to stop? I'm enjoying it. Oh, (laughs) yeah. One thing I learned is everybody is different and times are constantly changing. So the shit that worked to make us men as boys. Yeah may not work in for, for the new generation, the younger generation. And mm. I, it's, it's more of a, how can I put it? It's more of a battle for them to f- stay focused because they're built, their lives are built around overstimulation. You got social media, you got TikTok, you got Instagram, you got Facebook, you got Twitter. You got all these apps mm-hmm. that we don't know the psychological effects of these apps yet, of the of this black mirror, this cell phone we carry in our hand. And, you know, we come from the generation where we didn't grow up with cell phones. So we really can't guide our, we can't guide today's youth. They're too, like I like to say, they're, they're, they're too far, too gone. No, absolutely. Like and there are so many indications of this. No, absolutely. Like just from my job alone, Dealing with, you know, children and kids and teenagers, yo, whatever's on that phone becomes a trend, and the trend changes damn near every week. Yeah, the trend changes damn near every week. Sometimes every two days. Yeah, that shit is amazing, and um. But what I've noticed, though, no matter what, these manhood principles stay the same. That's why I was going to give a little pushback, because I think that no matter how much society changes, people remain the same. And so if you master the principles that you and I know that that we learned in, in a different age, it would still apply. And I think it might even be more potent. Because especially with us as men raising our children, what hey to be honest for a, for a young man to stay focused and stay on his purpose in this day and age, I applaud them. I was yeah. really do because there's a lot of fucking distractions out there. Oh, because if you just think about back in the day, just to see a pretty girl, it might it. It wasn't every second you could see a, a bad, what we call them, a bad bitch. You couldn't see a bad bitch every 10 seconds. You might had wait two, three weeks or till the next uh, Jet magazine came out. 
you had to wait at least a week to see a bad bitch. So a 10 to us was basically <laughs> the prettiest girl in your 10 mile, maybe in your two mile radius. I'm say two mile radius. That's a 10 yeah. to us. Because we didn't have Facebook, Instagram to surf the whole world to find all the pretty women. We didn't yeah, have There's that. something to that. Yeah. So we were focused on the few pretty women we did have. <laughs> if that makes sense. I like it. So, no, it does. It does. Yeah. Our grandparents dated whoever was in the neighborhood. And that was that. Exactly. That's exactly it. Um, with that being said, that little example just goes to show us how times have changed where you could just jump on your phone and have access to the most beautiful women in the world. And it's always 10 more new beautiful women. <laughs> like, like you used to say, it's a new 18-year-old that comes out every week. Every day, every exactly. Day. It's, a, it's a new young, young beautiful woman that come out every day. It's real. It's real. It's real. So when you know that as a young man, it's a battle. Because at least where I was from, the prettiest girl on the block, went to the alpha male, whoever was the oldest, the strongest, the white, you know what I'm saying? So guess what? Yeah. Now you can't get the prettiest girl. There's no shortcuts. So what you going to do? You got to be the biggest, the baddest, the strongest. Absolutely. So when it's your time to get, when it's your opportunity or when you're the biggest, the baddest, the strongest, you know what? You're going to get the prettiest girl available, right? Nowadays, they don't have to focus on being the biggest, the baddest, the strongest. You get what I'm saying? They have to focus on that one girl that likes them. Or if that girl doesn't like them, they just go and click on another profile and another profile. And another. And it, it kind of, I don't know if you're following me, but it kind of no, stunts the growth of you just being focused on being that most alpha male version of yourself. No, absolutely. And it's funny because I've, I've been thinking about this lately, especially with my guys. And, I, and what I recognize is that there's a lot of people that I don't know if you, I know I don't do any dating information, but I don't know if you give out dating information to guys. But what I recognize is if you guys are going out looking for these experts, a lot of them, if not all of them are teaching how to date the way that you and I used to date. But the Gen Z that's around today, that the, they're 20 years old now. So they're dating. And if you're dating them, it's a whole different ballgame. You got to approach it slightly differently. The same way that we approach dating differently than our parents did and they did differently from their, their grandparents. And so now I'm recognizing that, whoa, things have moved so, so much in such a, such a short amount of time that the way you approach a 20 year old versus the the 25 year old is totally different and you got to know those skills. So I'm thinking about it from that lens. Yeah. And guess what? And some of these skills, some of these skills still say, stay the same. And I could, I could lace up on game, but like just to basically the topic is jobs from the past. A lot of jobs from the past told me a lot about not what you know, but who you know. 
Where? And I'm not. Even, I'm not really worried about the job conversation because I'm actually enjoying where you're going with this. It's nice to catch up with you, and it's also nice to to that we've gone into this new direction. So we don't have to go to that other topic. We can always do that for another episode. I appreciate. Okay, that. okay, but but check this out. All right, on we can do a little topic, bit of both. Go for it. Oh yeah, I like the content create of me being. Uh, I like to call it a real authentic content creator where I don't have time to sit there and edit and cut up and do all these nice bells and whistles and get the best camera. Not saying those guys who got the best camera are horrible, but at the end of the day, I'm going outside. I'm touching the grass. I'm I'm hitting the pavement. I'm actually dealing with these kids face to face. I'm actually, I literally make a living helping young men be men. (laughs) Like I'm literally helping young men be men and motherfuckers question me. I've been doing this shit for 13 years. I have kids that come back to me and they make me cry because it was like, man, I remember what you said and I took what you said and I made something. I made it work for me. I I took advantage of what you the information you gave me and my life is better now. You know what I'm saying? When you tell a, when you tell a kid, hey, no matter what you do in life, you need to be on time, and that motherfucker say, you know what? I'm gonna try what Coach Fashaw said to me, and every time I was on time, mm-hmm. I got a better opportunity and a better opportunity. Oh, you said early bird get the worm. <laughs> And I became an early bird and I always got the worm. And now look at it. Now look, you know, I didn't seen kids come, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't seen these young men. Like, so before the the Alpha College, it was motherfuckers shaking my hand, giving, putting money in my pocket and say, hey man, I appreciate you for showing me this, showing me that, showing me to stand up for myself. And it all like I don't cry about a lot of shit, but it always brings tears to my eyes because you just don't know who life you really touching. You get what I'm saying? Who life you really um changing. And then one of them, I gotta find them. But um I was downtown in my hometown, Derry, and um I was with a young lady at the time. And he, somebody grabbed my arm. And you know when somebody grabbed my arm, I'm like, oh, it's go mode. <laughs> like, who? Yeah, exactly. You know Why would he grab it? He was like, no, no. He said, coach, it's me, coach. He was like, oh, man, yeah, I appreciate like, yeah. I'm doing marketing. I'm doing this. He just started telling me everything he was doing. And I'm like, that's dope. Freeze. We're going back to the show in a moment. But first, in the show's description, there is a link for knoxuniversity.com. This site gives you access to the Take Charge League, which is everything you need to tap into your greatest strengths, improve your shortcomings, and live your ideal life sooner than later. This one guide will forever change your worldview, giving you the confidence to lead happier relationships, always know what to say and do. Grow your network with high net worth professionals, make money with speed, and have a more fulfilling life. Plus, direct access to Poppy Knox and ambitious people like you. 
to ensure you are surrounded by a positive community. So there is no way you can fail. If you are interested in changing your life in any way, visit knoxuniversity.com right now to join. That's K N O X University. Now let's get back to those like, yeah, unruly men quiet, talking about only God knows what. Yourself, man. Unfreeze. And the confidence you had talking to us and this, that, the third. And, and I appreciate that. And I remember one day you said something to me and you was like, I got your back. And uh, you actually had my back. And I went through life knowing if I know any other man, like that shit really choked me up. At shit, that shit about to choke me up now. But you know what I'm saying? I look at those young men as my babies. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. He was like, I knew you meant it. He was like, he did some dumb shit, like pull the fire alarm, bro. And I was like, I know what you're going through. I got your back. You know what I'm saying? I took for, yeah. you know, I took some of the heat for him. So, I, and I looked at him and said, don't make me look like a fucking fool. You got to make something of yourself. <laughs> and he was like, 10 years later, he was looking for me like, yo, I made, I did it. Am I doing it right? And he still wanted to know if I would, if he was doing it right. And that's when I just got my real yeah. estate license. I told him I'm doing real estate now. He said, should I do real estate? Like, you know what I'm saying? When you got a 22-year-old man asking, like, that's what you're doing? I'm going to do it too. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, damn, that shit hit you a little bit different. You move a little bit different because you never know who's watching. Everybody's always watching. Everybody is watching. Some some people are watching, rooting. They're rooting for you because they want to follow your same path. You know what I'm saying? So you're a light. They want to follow your same path. And then some people watching you hoping you fail mm-hmm. so they can point that shit out. You get what I'm saying? Oh, oh, I know. So you wake up in the morning with good, I call it good pressure and bad pressure. Okay. So every time I step foot in at my job, I'm winning a battle because I could have quit. Every time I show up, At the football field, after we lost a game that we should have won, I won a battle. You get what I'm saying? I won a battle because I could have quit that. I could always, I could always be say, "Fuck these kids." I don't, you know what I'm saying? But they teach me a lot about myself. You know what I'm saying? And it makes me realize motherfuckers is watching. I kind of put myself in that situation, but I kind of love the game. Like it's a game. Like like life is like football to me. You got plenty of time to come back. You're gonna make some mistakes, but you can still score a touchdown. You can still make the plays you need to make to get on top. Yeah. Football is one of those sports. I, I prefer solitary sports. That's why I like uh, boxing. It's yeah. See, okay, and you know, I do. I like the martial arts. Bro. Oh no, I hear you, and I, I don't want to take away from what you're saying. What I'm saying is, it's nice to hear yeah, you talk about it 
because I'm coming from the mindset of boxing and chess where it's me against one opponent. One thing about football and football, boxing, and chess, the game is won before it's even played. That stays the same. The game is fucking won before it's even played. I always tell men that. I say the way you prepare for your life is going to let you know if you're going to win or not. And we always say this in football, and they used to say it in boxing, mm-hmm. right? But you don't play, you don't fight every match at the end of the week. But on Friday, Friday is not where you win the game. Monday through Thursday, the game is won during the week, the way you prepare. You're missing. Same shit yeah. with boxing. The man who has the stronger mental and the stronger spiritual will win the fight. That's true. That's absolutely true. And I like this. I like this. But what you have is something that I, I used to play baseball. And even then, it's not the same dynamic that I imagine being on a football team. And and what I'm really getting at is you have the brotherhood element. So there's the solitary game that each player has to play. Like you said, Monday through Thursday, Monday through Friday before the game, they're preparing and then they have this other game where they're being matched with and sometimes against their brother, but not in a combative way, but it's like, oh, hey, my brother's doing slightly better than I am. We're playing the same position. How can I level up to meet him where he's at? And you have this constant back and forth that yeah. is a beautiful way that, that so, boys become um, men. You want to know so crazy? If you take a group of boys and they stay together for two to three years, they develop a strong brotherhood and they automatically become a better team. That's why most yeah. of the time oh, in football, the team with the most seniors who played together the longest ends up mm-hmm. winning state championships. And the team yeah. with the strongest bond. And it's so crazy because we we know from the outside looking in that you got the quarterback. He's the star of the show. You got the running back. He's the star of the show because that's those the guys carrying the ball. I promise you, that is those aren't the most important positions on the field. And I always try to stress this to my football players. Um, you're never going to win a championship without the we call it the trenches. To be honest with you, the most fat, non-athletic. <laughs> Non-attractive men play offensive line, defensive line. If those motherfuckers are not okay. ferocious, you're going nowhere. You could have the best. You could put LeBron back there at running back or quarterback, and he's going to get killed every time. Absolutely, and that's something I know. I'm not even too deep into football the way that you What's are. It? Yeah. But I see that from the outside, I, I mean, and it's I mean, it's just not the sexy role on the team. It's not the sexy role, but that's the glue that holds the whole team together. Because if you have a perfect yeah. offensive line or defensive line, your grandma could play quarterback and look good. That's what people <laughs> you understand what I'm mm-hmm. saying? But those those guys are the hardest to develop yeah. because let's be honest, the fat out of shape boys, the you know. Are the most um, are the are the biggest head cases, and it's all mental. 
it's a all it's a mental game because you gotta really convince every because it's eleven positions. Let's say we're talking about offense. It's eleven positions out there, and if one player does not do their fucking job, it does not fucking work. <laughs> That's so crazy. Like, yeah, exactly. Maybe exactly. you're not the quarterback. Maybe you're not the star football player on the team. But if you take one playoff, you don't do your assignment. You don't block the person you're supposed to block. The play won't work. And even worse, you could get a motherfucker hurt. <laughs> right? Yeah, or, or worse, exactly. Right? So exactly. now you just... Tremendous responsibility. The worst thing you could ever hear is, hey, man, you just let the whole team down. you like, damn, the whole team. <laughs> <laughs> you like the whole team. Yeah. I'm the reason we losing. And there's 22 other guys out there going to war with you. And you're the reason. So it's a lot of pressure. You know what I'm saying? Playing absolutely that kind of sport because it's going to teach you brotherhood. And the crazy part of the crazy thing about it, bro. Mm-hmm. Those bonds you create with these guys on that football team, they last forever. I have actually gotten jobs just because I played football with this guy. Yeah. That's cool. Literally, I played football with this guy, and he helped me get this job. Because he knows what I'm bringing to the table, and he knows how serious I took something that I take pride in. You know what I'm saying? So... Yeah. These football net that network runs deep. Sometimes you could get a job just because you played high school, you played in college, or you played at a certain school. You could actually get opportunities because oh, you played at this football program. I know what this football program stands for. I know how focused and determined those motherfuckers are over there at Northside High School. Da 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 da. <laughs> yeah, you could come be on. Yeah, you could come help me make some money. You get what I'm saying? Why? No, I, I, I'm, I'm you, I never knew, I'm understood. Gonna you, it. I'm gonna tell you something, some real truth. You want to know who was when I was in college? You want to know who mm-hmm. they came to recruit? What what you like? The Marines, the Navy SEALs, the the U.S. Army. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. The Air Force. The police academy, the SWAT team, the firefighters. You know, you know where they was at? Our locker room. Hey, you, 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 you're not gonna go to the NFL, but we need you. We need you to come be a firefighter. We need you to come be a police officer. We need you to come be a Navy SEAL. We need you to come be a soldier. All right. Cause you know at the end of the day what kind of product you're getting if you pick up a High school varsity football player or a college football player, you know, smart way to go. These motherfuckers know how they know how to grind. And it's funny you say that. I mean, I grew up up in the north, and so we don't have a big of a a high school football experience, but we do have our teams here and there. And even that being the case, I know so many of my guys that were football players, and then they went to uh, into the military. And then even people that I meet from the military, most of them are athletes, either high school or college. Yes, they look. They look. They look for guys. They look for athletes, bro. 
They, I see it now. It makes the, sense. The, the U.S. military, you, you, everybody think, oh, why is sports so important? Motherfucker, they need fucking bodies. They need motherfuckers who are athletic. They need men who ready to fight or have some kind of fight in them. And that shit yeah. is a learned behavior. Sometimes it's not. It comes natural. But a lot of the times it's a learned behavior. So everybody can't just go to school and uh, do music or do art. You know what I'm saying? No, you need your football programs throughout the country because those are your next, those are the motherfuckers who are going to protect you if this shit go to shit. You get what I'm saying? Mm. I, I see it now. It makes perfect sense. I never had to think about it in these specific terms, but yeah, I dig this. It's, I like to call it um, what we do here in America when we play the sport football because that's the closest thing to war mm. we actually have. <laughs> it is. The, do you know the history of football? Yeah, you know why it was created? It's, it's, it's created off of war. It's, it's, it's really a way to trick the masses into being Spartans. <laughs> That's I like that. I, I like that. That's what I'm saying. Because you know, at you know, at age seven, they used to take the boys in Sparta. They used to take the boys, and they automatically started training them to be soldiers. You really can't take, you know, today's day and climate. You really can't take seven year old nah. boys. What do seven nah. most seven year old boys do? They're gonna pick up a fucking baseball, a soccer ball, a football, and they're gonna go train. They're going to go play football at seven. They're going to go to, they're going to go box. I done seen little boys boxing each other at seven, eight years old. It's a beautiful thing. Oh, <laughs> it's funny. I definitely want it. It's funny, but I get it. You know what yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, and I like the way that you see it. I'm also going to add that the history of the sport was there was all this secret tension, almost like a cold war after the civil war. And the way that they appeased that energy was to tr- turn it, transmute it into the game of football. And I'm trying to remember the two schools that had the first two teams, but it was basically North versus South. So instead of fighting an actual war, they created the yeah. game of football to fight a figurative war. And motherfuckers used to die out yeah. there, bro. And it's the same energy. It's like brothers <laughs> supporting brothers, brothers letting die. brothers down, yeah. brothers dying, blood, sweat, and tears. It's and I don't know if you know the history of the sport, but definitely look into it. That it it was a fascinating story when I learned. oh I know the I know right, the history. Cool, cool. I done did a that's that's my cup. You know I'm a history major, and that was like my go to. Ah, oh, you see, I don't recall that. that. Now yeah, I know. I'm a history major, and that's like my go to research paper. <laughs> like, got you, got you. Oh, gotcha. I can write about anything. Let me write about the history of football and how this shit my man. was really built around war. So it's the closest thing to you know. I say yeah, without, a, yeah, without creating a new war. <laughs> yeah, it's a big thing to manhood because there's no way you, it's we're just men. You're gonna have to get that. You're gonna have to get that energy out some way, somewhere, somehow. You're built like that. Um, agree, agree. With that being said, they used to like I told one of my players one time, like, hey man, you don't get this scholarship, you can always. And you trying to get out. He was like, I'm just trying to get out this motherfucker. I'm trying to get. He was in a real fucked up situation. I'm like, hey, you got a clean background. And I see where you want to go in life. Hey, man, sign up for the Air Force. 
Okay. And he basically was like, when you gave me that advice, that was the best decision he ever made in his life. So motherfuckers have to do that. And I, and I want to say this to everybody who's listening. Um, you're going to pay your dues to this American government this, or to this society, whether you like that shit or not. Unless you're the elite of the elite, then you pay your dues another way. But it's three ways you're going to pay your dues. Intermission. Okay, here's the deal. We had a great conversation that went longer than usual. And rather than have that full episode as one episode, we wanted to break it up. Let you digest what you just heard. Go back, listen, reflect, pick apart, so that way you can find more lessons as you go. In the meantime, wait until the next episode where we'll have part two. Thank you for listening. Catch up with you next week.